At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Ah, the 30th of September, 2021. This show happens each and every weekday in the Baldwin Ace Hardware. Fear Bunker Studios. The Eric St. Joe podcast begins now. Hi, this is Boring Dean. Yeah. When I'm sitting around doing push-ups and watching the paint dry, I think about things that are more boring than I am, like the Eric St. Joe podcast. And now here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, your host, your Eric host. Zane. Thank you, Dean. That, that that much vocal fry, you sound like hot wings. But change the processing on the radio station or something. The vocal fry on that guy is, is just off the charts. Uh, welcome in a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Right here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being part of it. Uh, a lot to get to today. Uh, as always, I'm excited to be, uh, to be able to do this. If you, um, if you want to go over and get the audio podcast, uh, that is, uh, all available for you on Apple podcasts, Spotify, just wherever you search podcasts, just throw my name into it and off you go. You can uh, also just go to ericzaneshow.com. And uh, it's all there under free podcast. All those links to my Patreon, stuff like that, all there at ericzaneshow.com. But for now, we do the show live at about this same time, Monday through Friday. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, technically, I am not doing anything on Facebook for uh, a couple more weeks as I was um, had my uh, wings clipped by them. And they said, okay, uh, yeah, you got to take, uh, take a break. You cannot uh, threaten people with strangulation on, uh, on some of your comments. So we, you are muted now for 30 days. And this was right after I had completed a seven-day suspension. And then um, about a day and a half went by. I threatened somebody with strangulation. They didn't like that at all. And that uh, then was like, okay. I, I, I'm going to lose all of this. I, now, truth be told, a lot of what I do, uh, I'm not relying on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube to begin with. It's the audio podcast that really is, uh, is the lifeblood of the Eric Zane Show podcast. But there are people who like to be in the moment live, and that's great. I love that. I, I don't want to shut anybody out from that. So... Uh, I remembered uh, my old pal Don Collins. He had wanted me to get the show onto uh, Twitch some time ago. And um, so I called him back up and I go, yeah, dude, I am ready to uh, take the live stream and put it on Twitch. And he goes, okay, great. So we are getting closer to that every day. I spoke with Don and Sean. Sean is the engineer who's uh, building my platform for me. 
Uh, just stay tuned. All I want you to do now is go to twitch.com slash Eric Zane and follow the page. More details to come as to uh, what you will need to do to watch the show. But it, it will be just as easy as clicking on any other app to be able to watch the show live. So there you go. Twitch.com slash Eric Zane. You can see on the screen, Team Jamie Spears. That's your old pal, Eric Zane. This poor man uh, has been vilified in the public eye. He's had to bite his tongue and not say a word. That is a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, All he has wanted for years is to protect his daughter. And uh, the idiots that listen to this show, you know who you are, have fallen in line with this mob mentality and have watched one too many documentaries and have decided that uh, they are Team Britney. Whatever bullshit is going on here. I see Melinda. She's one of these brainwashed fucks as well as uh, Bleeding Heart Brian. Uh, He has been leading the charge. Uh, Jamie is the father. Jamie Lynn is the other daughter, Trevor. Who, uh, boy, Trevor. uh, Trevor was, uh, he he had posted on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show subreddit something yesterday. And uh, he, someone told him to, to suck my cock over that. And, and he didn't even say anything bad. He was just kind of like making an observation about the show. And someone told him to do that. Uh, the door opens behind me. That means Daisy has just headbutted that door and is now in the room. Uh, you can see my closet. I cannot stand to look at that, so I must close that. So stand by. Come on, Daisy. Queen of the Forest. Hey, come here a second. Come here a minute. Come on over here. I know you're getting ready. Come on. Yeah, this is my new microphone. So you are getting ready to start a work day today. Is that right? Kind of, sort of. You're going to be working for the schools again. How have you enjoyed the last several days of not working? It's been awesome. I think maybe I should just tell you. That's what I said. I said, there is something to be said about you being happy and not working. <laughs> uh, there, I, I actually am, cons- I, I would, if, if it wasn't such a, str- a strain on my system, I would, I would work 24 hours a day just so that you wouldn't have to. Aw. I would get kind of bored, though, so. What did- this, I can, you know, if I, there's a one, why is she pawing me? There's one day that I wanted to. I don't want a sub. I don't have to. Team Britney or Team Jamie? Huh? Are you Team Britney Spears or Team Jamie Spears? Uh, Britney. Do you even know what you're answering? Something about the conservatorship? I don't know. Do you know who Jamie Spears is? It's her sister. No, that's Jamie dad. Lynn. Her dad. Yeah, the dad. So, kind of a- so if Jacqueline is if Jacqueline is a hardcore drug user but has $60 million and everybody's trying to take her money and, uh, and, and guys are trying to bang her so that they can uh, uh, get at her money and make her pregnant. 
Uh, would you want to protect her in any way possible? I would, but she's engaged now. Not Jackie, Brittany. I don't think she uses drugs anymore. We don't know that. Exactly. So, but I don't think she is. She's got a nice fiance. You don't know he's nice. And I think Jamie's a cockhead. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you can say that. All right, see you around. Uh, getting complaints uh, that uh, they, you can barely hear Diane. It's because she doesn't know how to work a mic. Uh, shut up, Josh. Because I was moving it around. Just relax. Sounds fine on my end. Still choppy. Uh-oh. Hang on. Maybe I maybe I do have a bad mic cable. How's that? Uh John John wait, Jan Yamingo, I don't know, went on a long rant about Eric being a Nazi on his show. He's the donut, 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 fat, fat, fat guy. Uh, still sounds like shit. What the fuck happened? Okay. I think it's, I think it's improved. Don't know. Don't know why that happened. I think, uh, as soon as I picked up the microphone, it started to get, uh, weird. All right. Sorry about that. My apologies. Note to self. Don't do that. What is this I see? Jan Yamingo. I don't even know who Jan Yamingo is. Went on a long rant about Eric being a Nazi on his show. He's a donut, donut, donut. Oh, I know who that guy is. That's the, uh, okay. That's the guy who uh, rage quit. Hmm. Go to Guitar Center and get a new XLR. I have plenty of those. I just need to replace this one, obviously. It was John. John says it was me. Well, send me it, you fuck. So, let's go over the tail of the tape here. The judge, it was a big announcement on the overnight. Ah, oh, the judge has weighed in. Uh, freeze uh, Brittany, Brittany from her father's control. Hey, idiots. The dad said some time ago he wants out. Okay? He said he's stepping down. So why you all are acting like this is some kind of uh, a milestone day? The dad already said, I'm not going to be your punching bag anymore. I don't know. Here, Here's what's happened. So however many years ago, Back in uh, 08, when Britney was strung out on drugs and acting like a complete lunatic and needing serious mental help, her very knowing and loving father uh, was, uh, was uh, put in charge of her, uh, her finances as the conservator. This wasn't like against anybody's will. Uh, this was like for your own good type of thing. Trust me. He didn't want to do that. But his job as a father is to take care of his daughter. 
Why is that so hard to understand? And everybody has bought into this whole bit of nonsense that he's doing it and trying to take her money and all this other shit. It's like, oh, come on. Sure, that makes for a great tabloid story. But there's no evidence of that anywhere. Now, truth be told, uh, going forward, there will be an ability to uh, open up the books and see, I guess, if there's any, uh, if there's like, uh, you know, a, a smoking gun as to whether or not this guy did anything. But uh, he's like, look, I didn't do shit. Come on now. I've just been trying to take care of my daughter like any loving, amazing father like he has been uh, uh, would do. So yesterday there was like 300 of these lunatics out in front of the courthouse in Los Angeles screaming, free Brittany, free Brittany. And then her, her lawyer, the guy who didn't even let her know that uh, that he she could try to get out of the conservatorship uh, walks in. Everybody loves that guy. He's a shitty lawyer. Everybody's like cheering and screaming. And they're like, oh, he's the greatest. He's going to save Brittany. The, he, or, the dad already said, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I'm done. I'm tired of being dragged through the mud. So why... Yesterday, do you think it was some big victory day, you idiots, Brian, Melinda, the idiots that you are, for supporting this horrible maneuver? Ugh. I like how Brian suggests that, oh, yeah, Eric, Eric isn't joining with our mob. He must be wrong. Ugh. You guys are hilarious. New York Times article. For more than a decade, Britney Spears bristled behind closed doors at the court-approved uh, control her father, James Spears, held over her life and fortune. Well, yeah, she's jonesing for cash to go get some drugs. She's a freaking junkie. Now, for the first time since 08, 39-year-old Spears will be without her father's oversight. A Los Angeles judge has ruled again. He already said, I, yeah, I'm, I'm out. As she looks towards terminating her conservatorship altogether. Um, at a hearing, the judge granted a petition by Ms. Spears' lawyer suspending Jamie from the position as overseer of his daughter's $60 million estate. That's where all this lies. This is all about this. A move that Miss Spears was pleading for, her lawyer said. She wants drug money is what this is. This man does not belong in her life, Your Honor, for another day. And Jamie's like, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, take me off of it. Uh, Matthew S. Rosengart, who took over as the singer's lawyer in July, argued in court, please hear the plea of the court. He said that it would be a disaster for Miss Spears to remain in her life. Lawyers for Mr. Spears said that the conservatorship should be ended instead. Okay? So he's saying, yeah, I'm with you. I'm Team Brittany. Get this crazy bitch out of my life. I am done. I'm 69 years old. I want to retire. I have had it with this shit. Fuck it. Calling his record as a conservator impeccable. 
And uh, that's where I stand. I think Jamie Spears is misunderstood uh, as a father of daughters. Uh, if your daughters are crazy, you need to father them. And he did an amazing, if it's especially terrible if they have money, like this sick bitch has. But after hearing from both sides, the judge agreed that suspending Mr. Spears was in his daughter's best interest. The current situation is not tenable, said the judge. It's a toxic relationship, they said. You know, and, uh, and he's like, well, I totally agree with you. My name being dragged in the mud. I've got bleeding heart Brian and uh, nut job Melinda uh, 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 saying that I'm a lunatic. I don't want anything to do with this either. She named a California accountant named John Zabel as the temporary conservator of the singer's finances. All right, so there's another person now who's overseeing that. Brittany thinks she's just going to run to the ATM, bring, uh, pull out $100,000 and give it to the first guy that'll get her pregnant. The major decision in Los Angeles Superior Court, which was greeted with cheers... From Miss Spears supporters outside. Do you remember all the uh, crazy shit we did when we sent Joe for the Lindsay Lohan freedom uh, thing back in the day? This is the same group of people. The same bunch of crazy animals in Los Angeles. That community is sick. It's a sick, sick community. And every single one of them is on drugs. They don't know if they're, they're men or women. or I mean, uh, this is all they do all day long. They sit there and they make banners for the latest uh, cause. They show up at the courthouse. They don't have jobs or anything like that. They're all homeless. And they're sitting there cheering on this poor, sick woman who needs serious mental help. She had it. She had the best of care. And she blew it. Uh, greeted with cheers. Uh, Captain Whirlwind, summer in the 13-year conservatorship after the singer broke her silence at a hearing in June, calling the arrangement abusive and exploitative, that's her opinion, and bringing even more attention to the unusual and closely watched case. Again, this all happened is stupid. Uh, everybody, this is all you do, is if you're a filmmaker, you see an opportunity, you see a story, you make a documentary, you get rich. Every every day, there's a new documentary coming out about Britney Spears. All beat. Talk about expo, uh, exploitative. This, that is exploitative. I am traumatized, Miss Spears said in court at the time. You remember that? She was all like, bah, 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 and everybody was like, oh, my God, Britney. Oh, yes, Brit, Brit. She went in there. She crushed it. She just, cr- she, she was a complete raving lunatic. Come on. She asked for those overseeing the conservatorship to be investigated and jailed and singling out her father as the one who approved all of it. You know, you re- remember that uh, Jamie Spears, this, uh, this heart-sick man who's probably weeping right now, uh, was in charge of the uh, finances he wasn't in charge of any of the other things like uh, she can't stay out too late she can't uh uh the whole business about the remember everybody blamed jamie because she has like a uh, contraceptive that keeps her from being able to um uh, have babies 
And everyone's like, oh, Jamie Spears, he stuck it in there by himself. He did that with his own hand. And Jamie's like, I, like, I had nothing to do with it. It's a judge. The judge put somebody in charge of that thing. Think about it. In the United States, uh, if there's someone who's going to have this control put over their life, there's a, there's a reason behind that. It isn't just let's go and torture some person. Conservatorships are set up to protect those who cannot protect themselves. You realize that, don't you? If I uh, am, am a crazy person and, uh, and, and, and my family cares very much about me, but I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want when I want. I'm going to go uh, hang out with who I want to. I'm going to spend my money crazily. I'm going to take drugs. I'm going to, whatever, put things into my asshole. And my family says, we don't want you putting shit in your asshole anymore and and, and taking drugs. Uh, We're going to petition the court to protect you. That, if my family cares about me, they do that. And then I'm going to bitch and moan and say, no, man, I want things in my asshole. And I want some drugs. And I want to hang out with terrible people. And they go, no, you can't do that. Because they care about me, they're going to protect me. But you idiots... Don't understand that. Patriot Nick says, I put this dad on the level of the son who sued his parents for throwing out his porn. They're both leeching off of people with more than them. Uh, uh, you don't know anything. Uh, I don't know anything. This is, uh, I, th- I think that uh, that's, a, that's quite an assumption to make, though. Everybody assumes that Jamie Spears is stealing her money. Brian says, by saying you need to father your crazy daughters, Eric just admitted he has recording devices in Jackie's apartment. He's going to be the first to know he's a grandpa. Well, you're a sick man. Uh, there's there's, there's nothing uh, further from the truth. John Jamingo, who's turning out to be another stupid fuck, writes, Jamie Spears is weeping because the gravy train is gone. Yeah, that's, again, another leap in logic, uh, uh, assumption to make that he's stealing from her. Out of the blue, Big Boss writes, hey, Eric, I can't get the vaccine due to a heart issue. Does that mean, mean I am a part of the problem? No. What fight are you trying to pick with that? Ass fuck. All right. So I am getting really, really annoyed with you animals about this whole Britney Spears thing. The conservatorship was established in 08 after Mr. Spears sought control over his pop star daughter's life and business. Now think about that. In 08, uh, I don't know how, how old she was at the time, in her late 20s, she's earned millions of dollars. Think about that. If you're in your late 20s and you've earned millions of dollars in an, as an entertainer and uh, your, your father petitions the court and says, hey, I, wanna, I, want, all, I want to control all of that. For a judge to go, okay, you're right. You are in control. And she signs off on it and the whole deal. And that's what happened. Uh, 
there's got to be some real problems there. And there was. The judge said, yeah, I, uh, this, she's going to hurt herself. There's, there's, uh, thank God you're here, Mr. Spears. Thank you, Mr. Spears, for taking this on and protecting your daughter. That is the sign of a wonderful father. Well done. Star on the forehead. God bless you, Mr. Spears. The judge cited her mental health struggles and her substance abuse. Listen to what I just said. The judge cited her mental health struggles and substance abuse. There's been nothing to indicate that that has changed. Nothing. Yet all of you jackasses sit there and go, oh, give her her, give her, her money. You're giving her a loaded gun, you morons. Now, you think, okay, it's over. Uh, there's still one more thing. Jamie is out of the mix, of course. But uh, in order for uh, Britney Spears to be completely able to do whatever she wants, just like you and me, uh, she may have to pass a uh, an examination. The judge may, not necessarily, but may say, "Yeah, before uh, and they they described it on uh, on the Today Show as a insurance policy. If a judge just says, "Nope, nope, she's free to do what she wants," and then something bad happens, that might be a problem. So most judges would probably agree that it's a safe thing to do to get Britney Spears looked at mentally and physically. You know, the old, uh, uh, kind of like when you're uh, uh, starting a um, uh, a sport in athletics, you get a physical. She's going to get that done, but like for her mind and her body, I guess. Which just sounds terrible, by the way. So we'll see. Now, can you imagine all you high and mighty uh, uh, white knight freedom Britney fighters. If uh, if if she takes a uh, a mental exam, and the doc comes walking out of there looking all side eye and like, oh god, she's crazy as shit. Oh boy, yeah, you won't be singing the same tune then. That'll be Jamie Spears going, aha, scoreboard, and let's hope that happens. In a drastic role reversal at the hearing on Wednesday, the lawyer for Miss Mr. Spears, Vivian Lee Thorine, who had been arguing, who had been among the conservatorship's fiercest defenders, argued to terminate it right away instead of suspending her client while Miss Spears' lawyer asked the judge to wait in order for him to further investigate Mr. Spears' conduct. So they're like, oh boy, we're going to find out what's going on here. Mr. Spears did something wrong. Although Mr. Spears had long maintained that the arrangement was voluntary and necessary to protect his daughter's well-being, as cited on the Eric Zane Show podcast, cred- that's not in there, crediting the conservatorship with saving her life and revitalizing her career, yes, agreed. He filed earlier this month to end it entirely, citing Mrs. Miss Spears' wishes and recent shows of independence. Uh, Brittany said in June she had not known she could move to end it. She had no idea. She just thought, all right, people are hanging. People have captured me. So stupid. Uh, 
Uh, Jamie Spears' lawyer said in court that suspending Mr. Spears as conservator was unnecessary because everyone agreed that he should get out. You don't need to do this. He's quitting. But no, they had their big moment in the sun and all these crazy people, homeless people screaming free Britney. Uh, Brian and Melinda should go hang out with these homeless idiots because that's what they do. Um, but Mr. Rosengard, the attorney for Brittany, who said in court filings that Ms. Spears consented to winding down the arrangement, argued that Mr. Spears was seeking to avoid having to turn over records from the conservatorship, including 13 years of financial information. So Brittany's lawyer is saying, aha, that's the only reason why he wants out of this. He's trying to cover up what we know he stole from her. He's making them wild claim. Brittany's dad is like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. Take it. So we shall see. The peaceful public facade of the Britney Spears machine began to crumble in recent years. As the singer stepped back from working and a court-appointed lawyer who represented her since 08 began seeking substantial changes to the arrangement, including the removal of her uh, father. There's a little bit more to this. I will link up the article for you to look at. In court documents, the lawyers have said Miss Spears' recent engagement to her longtime boyfriend, arguing that her father should not be involved in the creation of a prenuptial agreement. No, that, that man, holy shit. You know whoever is marrying her is only looking for cash. On Wednesday, Sam Asghari, the singer's uh, fiancé, celebrated the decision on Instagram. Free Britney, he wrote. Congratulations. They'll be divorced in three months. And he'll have all the money he wants. This is a sad, sad day. A sad day. Michelle writes, you are outnumbered, Eric. Of course, of course, I know. Uh, She joins Melinda, Brian, and I guess my wife, Diana. What a bunch of animals. Well, I hope you're happy. Uh, let's see here. I see Big Boss making friends by saying, man, your viewers are fucking babies. No idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. All I can say is you're already causing trouble. Melinda says, all right, well, then, Eric, go take Jackie and Maddie down to the gynecologist. Melinda, you stupid fuck. My daughters have not displayed crazy behavior, nor are they drug users. Why do you, why is it so hard to get that through your thick skull? My God. John writes, if Brittany didn't have millions, Jamie wouldn't give a shit. Really? How do you know that? So you're telling me that a guy whose daughter has millions of dollars and is crazy, and it's like walking around with a loaded gun, waving it at people because she is so crazy. Uh, him trying to take care of her, uh, that, uh, that, that, that has nothing to do with it? You guys make some really, really wild assumptions 
about Jamie Spears. I mean, seriously, why can't a guy just take care of his daughter? You are all falling in line with this stupid, stupid story. You're probably part of the mainstream media problem. What a bunch of assholes. Big Boss says, give me your stream yard. I don't know what that means. Does that mean you want to be on this show? No, I don't want you on this show. You sit there and enjoy this show. No, you don't just you don't just bang on my door and say, let me on your show, let me on your show. Fuck that. You got to earn that shit. Uh, finally, somebody with some sense, Nathan writes, if you guys are wrong, then this could be the death of Brittany. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, uh, after they find out that Jamie Spears did nothing wrong, and in six months, top story, top story, uh, Brittany Spears found dead in ditch. You assholes. Today is a dark, dark day. It was a dark, dark night uh, last night, and not just like uh, uh, literally. It was absolutely horrible uh, terror that um, gripped me in the middle of the night. It was so bad. I, um, in one quick motion, was out of bed before my feet hit the floor. The shotgun was in my hand. In an instant, the safety was off. Uh, The pump action put the round into the chamber, and I was like Elmer Fudd through the room to go find what the fuck was banging on the door. I'm not kidding you. The pounding was intense. Someone's banging on the door to the home. Uh, this happened at midnight and, um, with, I mean, talk about frightening. Someone is pounding back. Go the covers. Seriously. I grabbed that thing and Diana heard kerchunk and she's like, Oh no. Oh no. I'm scared. I go, shut up. And the pounding continues. It's a, it's a, it's, it won't stop. I get about Uh, Three, four steps through the room. I'm going to go out that door, and I'm just going to start unloading. Uh, uh, Boom, click, click, boom. Isn't that a song by some asshole? Uh, I got to, you know, I don't have my headlamp on, so I can't see shit. I'm just going to shoot indiscriminately into the house. And uh, then as I get closer to the door to, to whip it open, It dawns on me. Fucking Benny is, uh, has an itch and he's, you know, with his paw and when he's scratching his face, the meaty part of his leg is pounding up against the wall, like loud, loud enough to make Diana and I think that there's some lunatic like sick fuck Dean or one of you Britney Spears fans 
banging on the door. I mean, it was bad. Holy shit. It scared us. And uh, so I was like, oh, my God. I'm still holding a shotgun. I'm like, Jesus, Benny. Put the safety on. Put the thing under the bed. Stop it. Knock it off. I mean, that was bad. That happened. Then it happened at 2 a.m. And it happened at 4 a.m. The same damn thing. It's like, Jesus, this is terrible. And then, so sleep is interrupted all night long. 5 a.m., Bruce decides, because he's on the bed, Benny's on the ground. Bruce decides to sneak up to where we are. And since he's a Frenchie, he can't breathe. And here's the thing about Bruce. If he's awake, then snot's flying out of his nose. And it's like really bad. So I I, I, I get woken up to, to the moisture hitting my face. It's snot flying out of his nose. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's 12, 2, 4, and 5. What a night. So I'm kind of in a pissed off mood. And then I wake up to the uh, to the headline, uh, Britney fans rejoice. Yeah, again, there, there's nothing to rejoice. The dad already said, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Did you forget that? They, they made this huge announcement and the stupid lawyer. And there's, there's a, there behind the lawyer. There's like a, um, a backdrop, a, a maid, like it's, it says free Britney all over it. So that when the camera's on them, it'll say free Britney behind them. And all these, all these crazed, uh, drug addicted, homeless people wearing their pink shirts saying free Britney are there. Uh, really pissed me off. We need to keep Britney Spears in captivity. Uh, I, I want, we should get a group together, uh, to go out in front of Jamie Spears home and tell him that we support him. And he's done an amazing job as a father. Take it from me. Uh, you know, and anybody who has daughters, this is what you need to do to your daughters. If they're crazy. You need to uh, uh, keep them captive and uh, someone watching over their money and uh, make sure that they do not breed because then someone will take advantage of them. This is what you do to protect your daughters, and this is a sad day when a man cannot protect his daughter. Dirk uh, is an asshole. He writes, you'd fire in a dark room. You might end up killing one of your kids. Hey, dick fuck. It's a comedy show. Shut the fuck up and enjoy it. Jesus. The shit I put up with this on, on this show. You guys think you're part of it. Just enjoy it. Sit there and enjoy it. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tomorrow, but it's early. We're doing it at 4 p.m. What? Yeah, that's right. It's a 4 p.m. start for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I got a full evening of limo driving, so that's how it's going to be. Going to go Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, 4 p.m. Limo driving at 7 p.m. to... And then limo driving like late, I think 10 to midnight Friday, Saturday, uh, radio work during the day at the radio station. 
Saturday night, limo work, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. That sounds like another trip to Deja Vu or some horny women doing a bar crawl. That's my assumption. We shall see. A full report on the show Monday. All right. It's tough to find a great podcast to listen to. If you're listening to this one, you already think it's great or you wouldn't be here. If this, if that isn't enough for you to listen, uh, make it through your day, sign up for the Patreon. You get more of me. And that's what we all need in this world. More me, less you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I do a bonus podcast every day. A lot like this one. I'm not as pissed off every day as I am right now, but I feel so bad for this hurting father. I also have a number of other things that I post there each and every day. Today, I will post another edition of the Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on uh, Northern Michigan's Q100. 15 hours of content every week on my Patreon. Don't be a schmuck. Sign up for just five bucks a month for the entire audio archive and anything new. Do that to get started. Test me out with that. Put me on probation and try me out for five bucks a month. If it sucks, cancel it. Just cancel it. If you like it, sign up for the year and I'll save you 10%. The super van signs up for 10 bucks a month. That gets you audio, video, and live streams. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And that, of course, includes the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Happens tomorrow at 4 p.m. as I said. All right. The live stream in the open. Brought to you this time around by Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. SarahHondaGranville.com. We're in a weird spot right now with the car industry. Eventually, there will be new cars all over the lot that you can buy. A shortage of silicon or microchips or some shit has made that a bit of a struggle to get something brand new, but you can get them. You might have to wait a little bit. Uh, reach out to Sarah Honda Granville and um, make inroads on getting that done. Or shop in person for a certified pre-owned or a used car. SarahHondaGranville.com If uh, you're in the market for uh, getting rid of your car and you want to trade one in right now, just pro tip, you're going to get a lot more money this moment than you would any other time. I just talked to, who was it that did this? It might have been Jason Duflo at, um, yeah, it was, at Cornhole America. He had a, uh, uh, a truck that was a couple of years old. And just like on a lark, he went in and wanted to get the trade-in value for it. And the trade-in value of his vehicle was more than what he paid for it two years earlier. So he said, fuck that, I'm doing this. Something to consider. SarahHondaGranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. We're a day away from October. If you or someone you know 
uh, gets their insurance from Medicare, it's time to re-enroll. This time, have my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss, help you. MyPolicyShop.com. If this sounds like something you want to do, have someone assist you in re-enrolling for Medicare, go to buyinsurancehere.com. That's right. Go to buyinsurancehere.com. Fill out the form, and you're off and running. If you want, you can call Frank yourself and talk to him directly. 616-914-4070. 616-914-4070. Re-enrollment in November for people who buy insurance in the marketplace, self-employed people like me. Frank takes care of all of that for me, and he can do the same for you. Also, anything you know, uh, anything you need concerning auto insurance, uh, life insurance, dental insurance, no matter where you are in the U.S., there's only one person you can uh, that you should get a hold of, and that is Frank Fuss. If you listen to the show and, and you uh, uh, fall into any of these categories, do this. Call Frank. It's a free service. It doesn't cost you anything. He gets paid by the insurance companies because he's providing uh, people for the policies. Uh, that's what he does as a licensed independent insurance broker slash agent. All right. See the uh, number of people are um, taking some serious pot shots at me. Andrea says, I'm a little behind this morning on the feed, just saying that if Eric's defense to keep Brittany under Jamie's thumb is mental health and past substance abuse, then why isn't someone in control of Eric? Well, you stupid hag, because I was assessed and determined to be in clear health, good health, you dumb idiot. You know... I was scrutinized and someone said, yeah, good to go. Remember that. So that's another low blow from the audience members. Again, uh, I don't understand why everybody is losing their shit about this crazy lady and the fact that she no longer is protected. What a bunch of animals. Jeez. Awful. Awful day right here on the show. All right. Moving on. Boy, I I thought this was a typo when I saw it. But um, so the New England Patriots, with their success over the years, Brady, Belichick, you know, whatever. Apparently, it's not as... uh, It's a little more messy than what we would be uh, left to believe. According to the, you know, owner of the team, Robert Kraft, he hates Bill Belichick. Robert Kraft, some of the things he said is featured in a new Patriots tell-all book. Now, I don't think that this is a... uh, uh, authorized autobiography of Robert Kraft. 
That would be weird if it says, uh, um, My Life as Patriots Owner by Robert Kraft. Page one, sentence one. Bill Belichick is the biggest fucking asshole in my life. <laughs> because that's, though, apparently what has been said. ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham. Uh, in this book, describes the Patriots dynasty from 2001 to 2019. The book is coming out October 12th and was previewed by ESPN ahead of quarterback Tom Brady's return to New England as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you know that they looked at the schedule and they released this excerpt of the book right in time for that big game coming up this week. And it's not going to be a big game, uh, Tampa is going to kick their ass. Tampa is very good. New England stinks. By the way, Tampa just signed, uh, quietly signed Richard Sherman. The guy who, uh, I guess it was like a month ago. Didn't we detail some deal where he was uh, driving over to his in-laws house to beat the shit out of everybody? He was drunk as shit and the wife called 911 and said, Richard, no, you're hammered. He goes, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to kick your damn father's ass peels out in the car and then he crashes the car uh, and then he gets out of the car and runs the rest of the distance to the in-laws house starts banging on the door saying, I'm going to kick your ass motherfucker a uh, free agent picked up by the Buccaneers Brady always uh, uh, brings in the troubled people he's always like yeah uh, what's the guy's name uh, the, uh, Antonio Brown Uh, so I guess he's a pal of Richard Sherman, too. And he's like, hey, man, we, this guy's great. He wanted to beat the shit out of his father-in-law. Sign him immediately. I actually love Brady. I think he's awesome. Uh, excerpts from this book show the hatred between Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady over nearly two decades and explain Brady's exit in March of 2020. This book indicates that Tom Brady and Robert Kraft hate Belichick. It also describes Bill O'Brien reportedly trying to get fired by the Houston Texans to succeed Belichick in New England and provided details on the cozy relationship between Belichick and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Kraft's blunt comments on Belichick came in late September of 2018. He was in Aspen, Colorado for a conference. And he ran into some pals in the hotel lobby one morning and bemoaned having to leave. So I'm guessing what happened here is someone who was privy to that either recorded it or is quoted. And that's how it got to this author. Quote, he told them he was leaving later for Detroit where the Patriots were playing their next game. I hate leaving here, Kraft said. You leave here and you leave some of the most brilliant people you've ever met. You pick up so much knowledge from all these brilliant minds and I got to go to Detroit to be with the biggest fucking asshole in my life, my head coach. 
That is so sweet. So, it, you know, if you didn't know that that was coming out till it was leaked yesterday, this excerpt was released. And your Belichick and your craft, that's going to make for some, some amazing moments in awkwardness. But maybe they already have that type of relationship where Kraft is like, yeah, you're an asshole, but you've been winning. Well, up until lately. Uh, so I'm going to leave you alone. Kraft also reportedly called Belichick an idiot savant before joining the Patriots and said he gave him this opportunity. All right. Um, the team, Now, I, I like Belichick, too. The reason why I like Belichick is because he likes Armenians. Uh, he, he actually spoke on behalf of, uh, of, of Armenians because there's someone that works in the office of the Patriots who is trying to dr- draw attention to the plight of the Armenian people. They are God's chosen people, as you know. So I love Belichick for that reason alone. I like all these people. Kraft's a little wonky, you know, with the whole sex trafficking thing. Not exactly sex trafficking, but he did go to a place where people are, uh, are trafficked and got a hand job on video. We will never see that video. I would watch that video. I would watch Robert Kraft spooge. I'm just going to get out in front of that right now. All for research. Maybe not. That's kind of weird. The team owner reportedly complained that Belichick did not show him deserved respect, but at the same time, he was in no rush for life after him. In 2017, Brady and Kraft reportedly met and discussed getting rid of Belichick. Brady had already stated, had reportedly stated to those closest to him, he no longer wanted to play for Belichick. The name Bill O'Brien, who was the Patriots' former offensive coordinator, came up. Uh, Brady thought O'Brien would be more amendable in letting him in on some personnel decisions and treating him as a little more as as a little more than just a quarterback. O'Brien was then the head coach of the Houston Texans at the time, and at the time he wasn't happy with team management. And per this book, they described how Bill O'Brien then tried to get fired from Houston, like did things to try to mess things up for himself. And because the Patriots had said, hey, we're going to make you the coach, uh, go get fired. And it's crazy to think that this actually happens, but it it does apparently. O'Brien tried to get fired so he could be hired in New England to replace offensive coordinator coordinator Josh McDaniels, who was expected to leave for a head coaching decision and eventually become the head coach in New England. That was Bill O'Brien's plan. Instead, O'Brien... the folks in Houston were like, you know what? You're doing a great job. We're going to give you more control here at the football team. So O'Brien said, oh, fuck it. I'm out. I don't want any part of this. I'm going to stay here in Houston. And McDaniel stayed in New England. O'Brien joked to a confidant it was an empty victory since he was trying to get fired. So in a weird way, it ended up uh, uh, uh Belichick then ended up staying on because of Bill O'Brien getting a promotion with Houston. Oh my God. If this is true, shit. Um, Wickersham described how Kraft tried to keep the group together amid growing discontent between his head coach and Brady. I uh, was reportedly tired of taking uh, team friendly deals with no input into how the money was spent. So if you remember Tom Brady, oftentimes would, uh, when it was come time to re-sign a contract, he would take less money in order for the team to have more flexibility to get big name players. And then 
he's still he he would have liked to have been able to say, you know, I I know more about football than anybody here. Uh, I think we should get this player. They didn't they didn't Belichick wouldn't let him talk about it. Like ah fuck you, we got this covered. Eat shit, which is incredibly disrespectful. Uh, ahead of Brady's announcement in March 2020 that he would not return to, to New England in free agency, he broke the news to Kraft. The two had a socially distanced visit, and both men cried. Uh, Wickersham said this, the author of the article on a podcast. Brady wanted to do the same with Belichick. He wanted to say goodbye, but the coach said, ah, I'm not available. Shit. Brady later told friends he thought that that was telling. They ended up speaking by phone, and Belichick told him he was the best player he'd ever coached and the best player the league had ever seen. Well, all right, great. Yeah, no no shit. So, though I like Belichick, and I love Brady, he apparently is a problem in the workplace. I know what that's like. Take it from me, I've been there. Uh, All right. Moving on. It is, uh, tell you what, I'm going to take care of this first, and then um, we're going to bring Kyle in. My friends at Dumpster Divers, Kyle is, uh, of course, part of Dumpster Divers. You can reach out to him and get a uh, get a dumpster, 616-375-9962. That's uh, 616-375-9962. Call or text Dumpster Divers if you are in the West Michigan area. All right, dumpsterdiversllc.com. And if you see them driving around in their dumpster divers vehicles, honk the horn, wave, do it safely. Uh, and if you have a problem with their driving, call or text that number and say you're, you're, you're swerving out of your lane, you stupid ass. 616-375-9962. Meanwhile, Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. If you have a small or medium-sized business, this is for you. You can have your own tech department. Now, that's just one of the many things that they do as a managed IT service provider. Uh, If you want more information about how they can help your business in that front, taking care of all your tech, 616-285-50 or info at bluefrostit.com. Or if you're thinking about upgrading your current systems, upgrading the infrastructure at your workplace with rewiring or moving your business, that's project work. A little bit different but they do that too. Sit down with Alan from Blue Frost IT for a complimentary consultation. 616-285-50. Some time ago, I was petitioned by one Kyle from Dumpster Divers. He said, hey, man, you know, hey, uh, look, I really want to be on a podcast, man. You know, I mean, I really think I've got some things to say. And, you know, I mean, I really hate the zip emerge. So, uh, you know, I think I want to get on there and talk about it. Man. I'm like, all right, maybe. A little time passes. Hey, man, have forgot about you. Uh, you know, Emilio thinks I'm hilarious. And my wife, Blue, she loves me. And uh, so, hey, what do you say? We can call it Let's Kill. I go, okay, let's do it. We bring him back right now. It is uh, it's Kyle. Hey, I've been, 
I've been I've been working on that. Yeah, can you just do that for the rest of the show? Because that was good. I was just laughing hard over here. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back, me. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Good. And they, uh, I'm getting some people to say that that sounds a little. There's a little touch of Trump to it. I can, yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it in there. But I like that. I like. Hey, man. Like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last I checked, Trump didn't drop any haymans in any of his speeches. But, but anyway, um, so before we, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the things that we're going to talk about, um, where are you on Britney Spears, Jamie Spears? Have you been following this at all? Absolutely not. I couldn't care less about Britney Spears or Jamie Spears. Okay, good. All right, that's fine. I don't want to, I don't want to, I, mean, I, I know what, I know what's going on. I mean, I, I, you know, I hear, I hear things, you know, through, through the it, old... it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't interest you. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously it sounds terrible, but also, uh, yeah, whatever. Britney Spears, I don't care. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a classic rock guy. Here's the thing. I'll just tell you a little, little story about my early life. Okay. Um, yeah. I, my favorite musician of all time is Alice Cooper, right? which is shocking when you're born in 1989 and you're going to elementary school in the late nineties. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So my life, like in like 98, 99, like circa fourth grade area, um, was everybody loving Britney Spears in sync and Backstreet Boys and all that crap. Right. And I'm over here going, do you guys want to listen to Alice Cooper at all? And everyone's like, what are you talking about, dude? And so anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm scoring on Britney Spears from my young childhood. Ah, okay, That's why. fair enough. Uh, I need to share with you. I've shared it before, but it's worth mentioning again. My 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 Alice Cooper story. I have an Alice Cooper story. Uh, heck yeah! Tell me about it. When uh, in the mid '90s, Alice Cooper was coming in concert to the Wendler Arena or Sag- uh, Saginaw Civic Center in Saginaw, Michigan. Leading up to the concert. Uh, he to help promote tickets, he called into the radio station, and I t- I was the one interviewing him. So okay. it was uh it was great, and this is uh this is b- before this is uh after he had cleaned up his act, he had some substance abuse issues, but he had turned it around, so he was living well at this point. Uh huh. And so you know uh there was a lot of he had it was very very successful. It wasn't like he was uh, struggling. All right, so um. You know, I'm talking to Alice on the phone. It was a big thrill. And then uh, he goes, Eric, are you coming to the show? And I, it just so happened I was. And so I, uh, I actually had the ability to go backstage. And so I was really stoked about it. So Heck um, yeah. now typically when you go backstage, there's usually a, uh, a tour manager who's usually a jerk. For and sure. so when I was being led to that area, I was expecting to see a tour manager. And this is what you call a meet and greet. So I have a number of listeners from the radio station and me. And typically the tour manager is like super aggressive and like they, they treat it like, okay, get your picture, get your autograph and get out, you know? Right. Right. And that's, and that's how it was, but uh, not the case. We're led in there and there's no tour manager. It's just Alice sitting on a couch and he's there dressed very casually, pair of jeans and a t-shirt. He goes, Hey everybody, come on in, have a seat. Heck yeah. (laughs) And it's like a powwow. So everybody's sitting around just, chatting with Alice about whatever. 
And uh, I go, hey, Alice, I'm Eric. I was the guy that just interviewed you. He goes, oh, that was so much fun. I'm so glad we did that. He was really, he was like the nicest person I have ever met in my life. For sure. And, and then, uh, and then we're, we're wrapping it up. And I go, I go, I know this is really unprofessional, but can you sign something for me? I didn't you know we didn't have cell phones or anything like that. And he goes, he goes, oh yeah, sure. And and we're looking around, and I don't have anything for him to sign. And I pull out my son's baby picture. He's one. Oh yeah. And, and, <laughs> and and I I give him the picture and he flips it over and signs Alice Cooper on the back and he flips it over it's my son Jim holding a teddy bear and he goes this is one of the most adorable kids I've ever seen in my entire life I go thank you Alice thank you <laughs> so I, and I still got the picture with Alice's signature on the back of it that's cool that's uh I like that when you can have like like a little personal interaction with uh right right I I've had that happen a couple of times that was when I was a valet guy at the uh, the Amway hotel. So, you know, you'd bump into, you know, people when they were in town. Sometimes, you know, some of those guys probably never left the room. But, um, hey, I did see a comment. Hold on. Let me scroll down. From Nap says, ever paint your face like Alice and go to school? Here's the thing. Uh, in fifth grade, I went as Alice Cooper for Halloween, right? <laughs> and everybody thought I was Howard Stern, and I was pissed, dude. <laughs> I was fired up. Like, like I mean, you're you're in fifth grade. You haven't, like, mastered your emotions yet. I was like on the verge of fighting some people, you know what I mean? But <laughs> you were Howard Stern. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, do you see the face paint? You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, who are you, Howard Stern? I'm like, first of all, who would just dress up like Howard Stern for Halloween is what I want to Yeah, know. oh my um, God. So I got fired up about that. But as a secondary story to that, uh, me and my sister in, you remember when they used to have Rock the Rapids for like two or three years? Yes. Like 10 years ago? Um, Alice Cooper was there headlining with uh, a BTO was there and um, maybe somebody else. I can't remember. But anyways, me and my sister, my younger sister, uh, she, you know, she loves classic rock, too. And we somehow scored fr front row tickets for like 50 bucks. You know what I mean? And so we went and I, of course, dressed up like Alice Cooper. And I mean, I had I put on the, the wig. I painted yeah. the face. I was front row. And let me tell you, that was a cool concert because like, he, you know, he saw us like right off the bat. And then he pretty much directed like the rest of the show, like to us, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, with his, with his walking, not his walking stick, whatever that thing is. That cane. It's his cane. Yeah. The cane. Yeah. Um, so he, he was like pointing at that at us all the time. It was awesome. It was cool. Um, I, uh, Amanda has a question. Uh, and I'll explain what this means. It says, uh, ask Kyle if he thinks his wife would have a pure romance party. And if so, I'm going to DM him, and uh, and she'll do that later. She can't. D, are you aware of what that is? A DM? I sure am. Although no, I don't no, have no, no, no. I meant a uh, a what? Are you aware of what a pure romance party? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you know various people, various of of the females that I know have done that over the course of the past five, ten years. Um, I I don't. She's always trying to do these freaking dildo parties. So. <laughs> Um, so Kyle, uh, before we get to something I want to share with you, uh, what is burning on your brain? Burning on my mind. Let me see here. Um, I had, I had some stuff. Um, first of all, the first thing I want to say is I've been laughing my ass off since last week because I thought of, um, when we were talking about ZP Davilius Theert, um, <laughs> of, of Skid Row, I was laughing cause I was like, I was in an argument with, like with myself, like I was having an argument with myself that I was maybe going to have later. You know how that goes. Yeah. And um, 
So I thought of this hilarious thing of like, if you, if you are in an argument with somebody and you um, want to like act or say, like message them, you know, give them the message of quit talking down to me. You know what I mean? Like quit talking to me like I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious to go be like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? ZP de Villiers theorist. If, <laughs> if you could throw that into an argument, like in regular life with somebody who's not ready for that, I think that'd be one of the most funny things that could ever happen. Well, yeah, they wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Cause you'd probably get out of the argument right there. Cause the other person's like, what? And then you're laughing and then it's over. I think. It's funny when you said ZP de Villiers Theart, which is the lead singer of Skid Row. When you said it, I, I had to, I had to, I had to go. Wait a minute, what is he referencing? I already forgot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't forget because uh, I've been laughing all week, dude. Ah, oh, shit. You know he walks around telling everybody, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I am a ZP de Villiers Theart," and they're like, yeah, <laughs> "No, no one cares. No, we all Maybe. think you're so. We all think you're Sebastian Bach." <laughs> Anyways, so next time you get in an argument, that's I just wanted to quick say that because I was I've been laughing about it. Fair times. enough. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough, Kyle. Also, I thought of uh, last last week when I was like when I was like, wait, you were talking about parenting, right? And then you were like, yeah, like what do you? T-? And then I didn't know what, what to say. I thought of what it was, okay? Because um, I think you said something about you had like some kind of pro- not progressive but like intense parenting idea about. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about now, so you have to go back. But anyways, I thought of what I was going to talk about, which okay. is parenting is, is going to be weird because I'm going to give you just one viewpoint that I have on parenting that gets me in trouble all the time, right? When Jameson is in elementary school, uh, you know, when, when he's old enough, right? Like fifth grade, like I started swearing in fifth grade, right? That was like my, my introduction to swearing. You know, you start dropping some words. Your friends are like... And then they yeah. started, whatever, you know, okay. the intro to swearing, you know, circa elementary school or whenever you start, whatever, it's crazy. Yeah. But my viewpoint is this, right? Say Jameson's in elementary school or whenever, and I get a call from a teacher or a principal or whoever does that crap these days. I don't know. Um, and they go, hey, just want to let you know, you know, Jameson swore today. I'm going to be like, who fucking cares, dude? You know what I mean? Like. And they're gonna be like, oh, it's inappropriate, like whatever. I'm gonna be like, please, like, call me back if he does something that matters. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I just think that people forget what it's like to be a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyways, going- that's so- one of my viewpoints that's gotten me in hot water. Even with my own parents, my mom's like, "Excuse me, you wouldn't let Jameis." I'm like, "I'm not gonna let him." You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be like, "Yeah, cuss, dude." But I am if like a teacher calls me, it's like, "Oh, he was swearing." I'll be like, "You need to find." something else to do with your life. Well, this is care. a this is a horrible attitude and you're a horrible human for thinking <laughs> that way. And uh you know, I mean, why can't you just finesse it and say when they call just go, "Oh, really? Oh my goodness. Well, I'll take care of this." And then, you know, uh <laughs> when 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 you get them like uh maybe like just give them a, a gentle reminder that, "Hey, son, uh, I like saying those words with you. We can go, you know, go around and point at whores later on." But uh, when you're in school, if you could just maybe lay low, you'll save me a lot of headaches. Yeah, can't you do it that way? Why do you got to do it such a can't, tough? Can't do it. I can't. I can't bow down to whatever the heck that is. You know what I mean? Because I get it. I mean, you. I understand that's the way. But also, I would rather use it as like a teaching moment and be like, Jameson, do you understand what the word means? And he was like, he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And then if he's like, I'm like, okay. Now let me ask you this question. 
do you understand that words don't actually mean anything really when you really think about it since we've made them all up since the beginning of time and he was like yeah like i get that then i'm like we're cool then you know what i mean he's not gonna get that he's not gonna get that why look you gotta understand something the culture exists in a certain way and that's just how it is. You know, we don't live in another country where it's acceptable to use that type of language. You're going to make all those other kids feel bad. All those other kids are going to, he's going to be alienated because you won't parent him. Uh, You know, I am so happy that the rest of your family thinks that you're a piece of dog (laughs) shit for for this horrible, horrible uh, point of view about the world. Yeah, it's, I know, it's just, it's the worst. It's causing a lot of damage. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, so I thought I would just say that because, yeah, I'm I'm just going to use it to teach him to become a thinker as opposed to being like, you're in trouble for saying a word that you're going to be saying for the rest of your life. What a, hor- <laughs> what a horrible new age thing to say. Oh, God. <laughs> if, I, if I found out that my kid said that, I would beat his ass so bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to I want to cover this before we cover the next thing. It's on your mind, Kyle. All right. Uh, so there's been that one specific stretch of road which you've referenced several times, uh, 131, where it, it, it shortens down by one lane. And okay. I uh, I share this with the uh, with the audience earlier in the week, but uh, it's that exact spot. I was thinking about you the whole time. You were uh, there. Yeah, I was, um, I was, I was like the rest of the idiots. Uh, in I was caught in the lane where everybody got over way too soon. To the left, it's wide open. Me and two other motorists decide at the same time. Fuck this! Yank the wheel in the left, and I'm on. I'm in the gas, and then the guy in front of me, he's got a quarter mile left, and he 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 bails. He he sneaks over, and it's taken him way too long to do it because he's not skilled like I am. So then I've got clear sailing. And I see about 10 car lengths up, somebody, probably you, starting to, to, <laughs> to come out into the lane. And I'm like, here we go. So now I have a very old pickup truck. And it's loud. And it's got a huge motor. And I'm in the gas. <laughs> and I'm getting closer to the line of traffic to let them know that I'm crazy. So... They won't get the wrong idea. If they come out, they're fucked. Okay? <laughs> so I go all the way. I am so close to that sign with the flashing arrow that my face is burning from the light. I am all the way to the end of the lane, and someone's right there, and I just yank the wheel over. Fuck you! And get right over. It was awesome. I was so happy and proud with myself. What do you think about that? I think you sound a lot like ZP DeVilliers Steer on that one. That's what I think. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, w- I wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm too respectful to do that, I feel like. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, that, is, that is following the law. So, you know, there used to be some laws uh, pre-1960s that weren't so great. You know what I mean? <laughs> the laws right. aren't always good, I'm saying. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what what else do you have on your mind that you want to discuss with the audience, Kyle from Dumpster Divers? Let's take a look here. Although, hey, I heard on uh, I heard on the news that uh, the Taliban over in uh, over in Kabul they implemented the zipper merge and it's not going too good over there. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's here's one that I thought about. Um, this is uh, 
This is a concept I, I think about from time to time. Here's what I do a lot, right? When it's like the end of the day and I'm tired of this dimension that we live in. I started thinking about like alternate dimensions of like weird, like weird things that could happen that never will happen. Um, but you know, you know, you can think about stuff when you're just, you know, like, okay, this is, yeah, this is what so, I describe as a imponderable. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So here's what I was thinking about. Imagine a world, right. Where for like, for, like call of duty, um, you know, James, Bond, like the first person shoot, like they don't exist. Right. Like it's not a thing. Um, okay. it potentially, potentially war doesn't exist. I don't know. I haven't thought that it, I haven't imponderable far enough about that yet. <laughs> um, but in this world, right, the supreme, like the supreme video game and like what people played all the time and online was Mario, right? So like I'm like talking like Super Mario Bros, right? Um, and that's like like the goat of games, right? Like it's the only everyone's just like Mario, 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 right? Um, okay. Imagine how different like school shooter situations would be, like you know what I mean, like. Like they would, like they'd be like, imagine like flipping on the news and like they're like, oh, there was like a school of violence over there in blah, blah, blah city and blah, blah, blah state. And like they're interviewing someone and they're like, oh man, it was terrible. Like this dude burst into the room and he just like jumped about nine feet in the air and like his arms, he jumped about nine feet in the air and just came down and just bopped this kid on the head. The hammer. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, and then he, he just kept bopping people. And at one point, I think I saw him throw a fireball. You know what I mean? Like, just like a lot. <laughs> like, so, imagine. I thought I was thinking about this. Like, I think about it, like, fr not frequently, but like, like I said, weird little situations like that. Like, that would be hilarious. Like, if you lived in this dimension and you could, like, watch the news in other so, dimensions. Yeah. So, uh, what, what you're suggesting then is uh, if video games do incite violence, right. Uh, if if they if they if the go to video game was not a shoot 'em up but more like you know uh, whatever Tetris or or Super Mario Brothers, right? How like wouldn't that be nuts? You know what I mean? It's like oh like on the playground like this dude, this dude came out of nowhere and just started bopping people on the head. You know what I mean? And like everybody's fine. They just got bopped on the head or whatever. Unless you're a little mushroom, then you're screwed. Okay, uh, Adam Knapp says I got to start shopping at Kyle's dispensary. Uh, Tyler says Kyle's wonderment is fascinating. Uh, Josh says bummer if you're a turtle in that dimension. Right? Oh, they obviously get you, Kyle. They've they've thought of it too. I like it. You know what I mean? All um, right. Yeah, that's that is that's just one thing I thought about is just uh, you know I just I like I like thinking about that stuff. The world's the world's complicated. No, I mean you. There, you got to do something to pass the time when you're driving from dumpster location to dumpster location. And and something else that you may, you may have thought about, Kyle, uh, being that I and I we haven't talked about this yet, but being that you are a Lions fan, take me through what happened and how you experienced the 66 yard field goal the other day as the Lions fall again in an incredible yeah. fashion. The f immediately right like i i yelled this out because i so i was driving back uh from i was at cedar point so i was driving back from ohio like listening to the game on the the high or the radio i mean so immediately first thing i yell out is you gotta be sucking my dick straight off my body on this you know what i mean like come <laughs> on right um but here's like here's the thing is before that like for 59 minutes and 57 seconds i was like 
okay, dude. Like we, this is what I was saying. Like we started to figure it out, right? Um, but yeah, and then I'm like, okay, 66 yards. I'm like, they're kicking 63 yarders in Denver where the air is thinner. I'm like, no, no way he's hitting 66. But the funny thing is, um, my buddy Cliff, my best friend Cliff, he was like, he was in the car too, and uh, he was sleeping most of the time. But then he woke up, and he hates the he hates the Lions, right? Because he's a Vikings fan, and he ha- like he's always just like, I went to game, I went to one game with him before, and it was a weird experience with him, like, like yelling like at me. It seemed like, anyways. The point is, even he was like, he was like, dude, he's like, he's not gonna make a sixty-six yarder. Like Lions won, right? And I'm like, here's the thing, though, I was watching some highlights from the earlier game uh, or the same game, whatever of uh, Matt Prater in Arizona, like he tried a 68 yarder and he almost made that. Right. So I'm telling him that I'm like, you, you were sleeping, but Matt Prater almost made a 68 yard field goal. So I don't right. know. What's... Anyways. So again, we're listening to it on the radio. So like they kick it and like, I didn't even know they lost it for like a while. Cause like the, the announcers couldn't even tell cause they couldn't see the ball. Right. And like, then yeah, he made it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. Yes, you dude. And that's, when, that's when I yelled that out. I'm like, you got it. You, there's no way. 66 yards. Then I found out about the delay of game penalty because I couldn't see it because I was listening to it. On the, yep. and I'm like, isn't that? And then I found out it was the same refs from all those other games that screwed over <laughs> Of course. It all makes sense. It's, it always fits together like a puzzle. You know, it's like, ah, oh, hey, oh, no. Oh, my God. By I know. Way, I was like, it yeah. would be that it's, it's that refing crew. Like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, Jesus. So uh, I want to uh, I want to run this by you, too. Uh, was Jameson in the car? No, Jameson. Oh, was yeah. okay. Because if you had yelled out, sucking my dick off my body in front of Jameson, <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping he says that to the teacher at some point in time. <laughs> if I did yell that, Jameson at the stage, if I did yell that, I'd look over him and he'd be doing this. <laughs> Josh he's writes. Josh he's writes. About, he started out just looking at his hand. Then he went into like, just like the open close. Now he's getting into multi-fingered movement, right? Okay. Where he's doing like, so he's figuring, he's figuring out the old hand. Very good. Um, all right. Well, uh, I am out of time for this edition of Let's Kill. Do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share with us, Kyle? Um, yeah. Uh, last thought. Uh, just everyone should think about it for like the whole week and let it drive you crazy. You know, uh, when you get some bread from the store. Uh, yeah. What What is that little square thing that keeps the bread closed? What is that called? Does anybody know? I don't know that. I I know of the one thing called a. It's called a twisty, but the thing right. that the twisty. Well, yeah, I mean, twist. That's everyone knows that. No, I'm just messing. But the little square thing, it's not. It's not used as much as the twisty. But that little square thing, I want to know what it's called. It's been driving me crazy since '94. All right, Kyle. You know what? I'm going to try to get you an answer for that. I actually know someone who works for he. For he he actually makes bread. Oh, right on. I, I I'm going to try to find that out for you, and then I can uh, next time. Next time we meet, Megan uh, is speculating it's called a bread clip. Bread clip? No. No way. Well, I mean, it could be, but. Why, why do you say no way? <laughs> it, I mean, there's something about it. I feel like that little square thing has been around since the beginning of bread. And I think bread uh, existed before clips. So I don't think they can call it a clip. <laughs> wait, 
Now, hold on a second. She said she uh, she said she she actually Googled it. Oh, really? Which yeah. I guess is probably the best way to do it. <laughs> I mean, not the best in, way. To do it. In fact, let me uh, let me do this here. Uh, you know, I, she's pretty uh, thorough. I'll, I'll give her that. You know, if I like, if you see here, it says bread clip, and then look at here. Here you go. Here, oh, here this is. <laughs> there you go, bread clip. I hate that. That was is too it, easy. I thought I thought I thought that would be like a like a like a whole week. Like you'd have to delve into it, you know. No, it, no, it was very simple. Was, any end, oh I, no, yeah. that is terrible. You're gonna be sucking my dick right off my body. <laughs> I tell you what, man, you gotta be sucking my dick right off my body. <laughs> oh shit! I just uh, I just I, I just accidentally pulled you off the stream. Yes, so there you go. Well, Megan, guess, Megan knows. Red clip, whatever. And that's what it is, you dummy! My God, it's uh, it's Adam writes Google killing wonderment for over ten years. I'm gonna. I will continue to call it the bread thing. <laughs> oh my God! All right, Kyle. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, be safe on the roads. And uh, if anybody wants a dumpster, they can talk to you directly. By just reaching out to you at Dumpster Divers, uh, 616 uh, 375 9962. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll see some of you guys in your basement as I'm demoing your basement for several thousand bucks. Demo, junk removal, you do it all. All right. Get out of here, buddy. All right. See you. See ya. There you go. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this thing. So, like, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. What's that plastic thing that like holds uh bread closed? What's what's that thing called? Yeah, uh, Megan looked it up. It's called a bread clip. No, it's not. No, no, no way, man. No, it, it's not that. No, seriously, I just I just looked it up too. It's it's oh uh, uh, fuck that. Sucking the dick right off my body. All right. Um, Tyler says you need to play the old Julius Wonderment music when you talk with Kyle. Uh, excellent. All right. There you go. Another edition of Let's Kill with Kyle. I love that guy. So, you know, I tell you what, uh, I've, I, I've really grown to liking those segments with Kyle. It kind of breaks up the day for me, you know, especially in a show where you sit around. And you and you talk to you talk to a camera every day. It it really breaks it up nicely for me. I think he's uh he's a fun fun foil to have on the show. As stupid as he is about parenting, yeah. Hey, so if someone calls, it's if uh, hey, uh, yeah. Hello, school. Yeah, this is me, Kyle. What? My my so my Jameson uh, just told me. It just told someone to uh, suck the dick right off his body. Uh. Uh, but so what? Yeah, what's the big deal? I mean, who? I mean, uh, words don't mean anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. <clears throat> yeah, he's in. He's in for a rude awakening. I don't think that your better half, Blue, is gonna let that fly. Thank God, she makes the decisions in the household. You animal. Horrible, horrible opinion on. Jesus. He is so lucky that someone with a brain 
calls the shots. Man. Uh, I've got merch, and I want to see you wearing it. Someone said that they want to see on a T-shirt sucking the dick right off my body on a T-shirt. Yeah, I don't know if I can get behind a T-shirt with my logo on it that says, maybe Kyle could come up with his own T-shirt. Put his face on it. Well, maybe I can put Kyle's face on it, and then the caption, and then give him $0, and I'd steal that. Uh, go to ericzaneshow.com, click merch, buy a t-shirt. I get like two bucks a t-shirt or some stupid thing like that. Somebody's making all the money. It's a horrible deal. Uh, when you see the price of the t-shirt, it looks like it's about 20 bucks. I think by the time it gets to your house, it's about 30. I don't know what the hell is up with that. I think it has to do with shipping. I have nothing to do with that. Somebody's getting rich. Uh, I have a uh, gentleman in West Michigan who wants to teach you all you need to know to carry your pistol concealed. If you are in the community that is uh, somewhere around where I live, and this seems like something you'd be interested in, you need to call upon retired U.S. Army Major Steve Prince. At Prince Army on Facebook. PrinceArming.com. It is a, uh, the next class is a two-dayer. It starts on Tuesday, October 12th in the evening at Graf Shop Hardware. Uh-huh. And then it concludes on Thursday, October 14th. About four hours of pop. Uh, you'll get some uh, uh, um, uh, amazing education and everything you need to be able to carry your pistol concealed. If you want more information, go to princearming.com or at princearming on Facebook, click events, and off you go. Once you're done with that class, you have everything you need to go to your county in Michigan that you live in, give them the proof that you took the class, Give the county a, a wad of money, like 110 bucks. They'll fingerprint you. They'll background check you in a few weeks, few months. Does, uh, it, it depends on how busy they are. They'll send you your license. Uh, gun school costs 125 bucks. You can also reach out to retired U.S. Army Major Steve Prince. Battle tested. The guy used to shoot down, uh, God, what did he do? Incoming missiles in the Middle East. 616-204-1705. That's how you uh, get in touch with this hero. 616-204-1705. All right. Now, if you live in a different state, obviously, or a different part of Michigan, I don't. I know you're not going to go and uh, bang on Steve's door. But if you live in any state, with the exception of four, 46 of the 50, and District of Columbia, Columbia. I said Columbia. You can get a mortgage through the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out to Mario and, uh, well, just talk to him. You're not com- committed by, by, uh, by a phone call. Just uh, ask him, hey, how does it work? Uh, what can you do for me? How are you different from uh, my cousin who does mortgages? 231-332-6505. Every state, 
in the union, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. 231-332-6505. Get pre-approved for a mortgage today. Chris D., I'm talking to you. Stop throwing your money away to some slumlord. Get into a house that you like. He's like, well, what's going to happen, though, if I get a house and then I find some special lady and she wants to move? You sell the house, dumb fuck, for a lot more than what you paid for it. Or keep giving the money to, to some stupid slumlord. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, but it might be more expensive if I own a house and pay rent. Dude, if you can't scrape together a couple hundred bucks, you're a loser. Figure it out. God, I, I tell you what, I'll go halfway. Yes, uh, go in there with a, yeah, we'll wait and see, but just call him. Let him, ha- he's the professional. You don't know shit about this. God. 231-332-6505. All right, the next story I love. I want to hate the guy because he's uh, from Turkey, and I kind of am uh, very discriminatory towards all Turks, you know, because they've slaughtered millions of Armenians, and uh, even worse than the Nazis, they still maintain that they've done nothing wrong, you know, so there's that. Stand by. Uh, I mean, at least the Germans... When they realized that the cult of personality and the brainwashing that took place, slaughtering millions of uh, people throughout Europe, uh, was something that they needed to, uh, you know, disavow and distance them from, distance themselves from, trying to uh, uh, correct the wrongs done in the past. Uh, Turkey's never done that. They still like ah no, but it was all it was all fair. The way we slaughtered 1.4 million Armenians. <coughs> Damn it. Sorry. But this has nothing to do with that. In fact, I have found the one Turkish person that I love. His name is uh, Bayan Mutlu. He's a 50-year-old man. He lives in Bursa province in Turkey. He was reported missing. Uh, was reported to the press. Be on the lookout for Bayan Mutlu. Um, his family is wondering where he is. He hasn't been seen in quite some time. And uh, if you have any information about his whereabouts, please contact authorities. Go to this website. We need to find this man. He's like their Gabby Petito. Okay. So, um, a search party was formed. A group of volunteers get together. And they're like, all right. Uh, his family's been looking for him. We're going to go bring Bayan home. Bayan Mutlu. We're going to find where he is. And uh, uh, we hope that this doesn't turn into a recovery effort where we're just looking for a body at some point. Uh, you all are going to cover this this area. And uh, and as they're describing the plan, another guy walks up. Late arriver. You, late arriver. Yeah, okay. You're going to be with this group. You're going to cover this grid, this area of the, uh, of the province. 
uh, uh, on foot. We've got uh, helicopters out searching for Bayon. And um, all right. So they head out. Newcomer is with the group, his group. And then all of a sudden, as they're walking around, um, he hears them shouting the name out of, of Bayon. Bayon! And then the newcomer goes, what? And they keep shouting, Bayon, where are you? Bayon! Bayon Moodlu! And then the newcomer goes, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, what do you mean what the fuck is going on? We're looking for Bayon Moodlu. And the newcomer goes, well, I'm right here. What the fuck are you shouting my name out for? They go, what do you mean you're you're right here? Are you Bay and Moot, Moodlu? He goes, well, yeah, I'm Bay and Moodlu. Well, we're looking for you. He goes, what the fuck are you looking for me for? You've been missing for extended time. And he goes, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I got shit-faced, and I passed out, and I've been uh, completely intoxicated for extended time. And when I woke up, I saw everybody uh, forming a search party. And I figured it sounds like a fun day. I'll just join the search party. This actually happened. According to the story on Fox News, at some point, volunteers began shouting his name. Mootlu immediately became confused and asked who they were looking for. I'm here, he told them. Police realized the guy they were looking for had joined his own search party, and they gave him a ride home. Oh, my God. And it all started when a Turkish man who got drunk and wandered into the forest, that's the guy, later unknowingly joined his own search party. Holy shit. This sounds like true zaniac behavior. This is like one of you, what one of you butt fucks would do. This is perfect. Oh, God. How awesome is that? I love this so much. Man. Spectacular. Uh, A big welcome to uh, Cardiff Electric, who is back on the YouTube enjoying the show. Uh, Thank you so much for being part of the show. Cardiff featured me on his show recently, and you all heard that. um, Did you know the greatest podcast on the internet is the Cardiff Electric Podcast. Uh, For some reason, some people have blocked Cardiff, and we cannot have that uh, hashtag unblock Cardiff. I am part of the movement. I am a key supporter of Cardiff Electric. And if you have ever, ever blocked Cardiff, you need to unblock Cardiff. Thank you so much for being here. We are blessed with your presence. The greatest podcast on the internet today is the Cardiff Electric Podcast. In fact, I suggest you stop listening to this podcast and listen to that podcast. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Cardiff Electric says you should come on the Carl Off, a true crime podcast. Well, if you're involved with it, then I need to be there. You just tell me where and when, and I will drop whatever I'm doing, uh, Cardiff, and uh, and be part of that. So there you go. I am on board with Cardiff Electric. If you are not on the Cardiff train, you don't know what you're missing. 
Holy shit. Leave it to sick fuck Dean to wreck my story. He's such an animal that here I am. I use the word brainwashing in countries like Turkey. And he has to go all patriot and make his social commentary about brainwashing going on in this country right now. I'm going to hold that against you when I gladly take all your posts and put them on Herman Cain Award. You're going to win an award. You realize that. And when I go to your funeral, I am going to insult so many of those idiot cavemen and cave women who go to your funeral. Dean's one of these dumb shits who stands around and goes, my immune system protects me and my truck nuts. You asshole. Holy shit. My God. Horrible. Horrible. All right. Hey, this is an uplifting story. It's the old Texas dumpster trick. The man in question is uh, Jason Allen Thornburg. A little weird. You know, is there anybody in in the the group where you're just like, "Ah, I don't know, man. He seems like the type of guy who might, uh, you know, kill and mutilate a bunch of people, throw them in a dumpster in a sacrificial uh, 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 offering, and then light the dumpster on fire. I mean, you've heard about, hey, man, this show's a dumpster fire. But how about a dumpster fire containing body parts? By the way, uh, uh, serial killers can't hide because there's cameras everywhere. Thank God. In this area of Texas, Tarrant County, there was um, a surveillance camera near the area of this business that had a uh, a dumpster in the back of it. That was where Jason Allen Thornburg decided to um, dump the body parts of three people at the Mid-City Inn in Euless, Texas, uh, through the... Bi- so they actually see him uh, pull up, open the trunk, and then he's like throwing legs and arms and torsos into the dumpster, pours gas in the dumpster, lights a match, and you actually have a dumpster fire of body parts. Were they okay? Thornburg accused of murdering dis- and dismembering three. Uh, the fire crews show up. They go, ah, great. Somebody lit the dumpster on fire. Oh, no. There's up there's people in here. Uh, two women and a guy that haven't been identified. And one guy identified as David uh, uh, Luras. Luras, he was kind of like a troubled dude. And he's one of these people who uh, he would call his family and say, hey, somebody's following me. I think somebody's going to kill me. And the family's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You're a stupid drug addict. Yeah, you should have let us be a conservator of you. Uh, just like uh, that amazing father, Jamie Spears. We could have protected you, but no, you got to do shit your way. No, fuck you. And they hang up on him. 
Next thing you know, Lou Ross is dead. He was actually a roommate of the accused. This uh, uh, Jason Allen Thornburg. Um, Thor- uh, authorities ca- contacted Thornburg and asked him to come on in for questioning. He agreed, and they go, hey, so uh, we saw your car, uh, and the license plate of the car was on the surveillance video. We've tracked you down, and uh, uh, we think that you had something to do with that fire. And then the guy said, yeah, that was me. I threw a bunch of body parts in there and lit them on fire. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I, I killed those people. And then I cut them up, uh, and then I threw them in there. It's a it's a body part dumpster fire. What? Is, haven't you ever heard of that? He's one of these crazy fucks who, uh, you know, he's like, oh yeah, that's that's what I did. It was uh, he uh, uh, told investigators that he had in depth knowledge of the Bible, just like some of you patriots, and believed he was being called to commit sacrifices, according to an arrest warrant affidavit. So again, you have baby Jesus and the saints was gathered around at the big table. And they're like, okay, yeah, we got another guy who's quoting us, and uh, this is terrible. When are we going to be allowed to have the powers to just strike him down uh, like a bolt from the blue to keep this from happening? They got to stop using our book and our words to make them cut up bodies and throw the body parts in dumpsters and light them on fire. Uh, We should have um, given the conservatorship powers to his family. Uh, Thornburg said he believed his previous two other victims were also sacrifices. He even admitted to killing his girlfriend and another man. They didn't even know. The authorities didn't even know about that. They goes, oh, yeah, back in May, I killed a couple more. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy's a lunatic. Speaking to the local TV station, a relative of one of the victims found in the dumpster, David Loris said he feared for his life in the days leading up to his death. I know that he was scared said his cousin, and I knew he knew somebody was after him to get him. They added that if only uh, there was a conservatorship like Jamie Spears had on Britney, this would have never have happened. I may have just added that part. I have to say it explicitly to you because some of you are going to go, Oh, really? Oh, really? He said that? Wow, that's crazy. Well, the timing on that is incredible. Thornburg is currently being held on a million-dollar bond. Fort Worth authorities were not able to confirm the two alleged other killings, but it remains under investigation. My God, horrible. Unbelievable. Incredible. Okay. Going to announce the Asshole of the Day Award winner in moments. Be thinking of who you think it should be. And no, I cannot be the Asshole of the Day for supporting Jamie Spears. That poor man, he's probably in tears right now. Uh, just, Just waiting for his daughter to die after the horrible thing that was done. Logan Gunselman is in town uh, all weekend. What's the matter, O'Neal? You might ready? You got to go outside again? Well, hang on. I'll be done in just a minute, okay? Big guy, I'll take you out. 
Uh, Logan Gunselman appears tonight at the Ambrosia Theater. I want you to go see her. She's awesome. I'm going to be posting an interview. I said I would do this yesterday. I didn't. I'll be posting an interview today of Logan and I talking, uh, discussing comedy and how she and how she works it. I don't think she describes it as working it, but uh, anyway, she's also at the uh, Rockford uh, at Rockford Lanes in a uh, tour of West Michigan bowling alleys tomorrow. Two shows, and then uh, on Saturday. She is at Back Alley Comedy Club, part of Muskegon uh, Sherman Bowling Center, with Emma Willman. Girl power comedy. Fullhousecomedy.com. You're looking for something to do to uh, something to do. Go see a comedy show at any one of the Full House Comedy locations. Seriously, go to Fullhousecomedy.com, and there's there's a show, uh, pretty much Wednesday to Saturday every week. Big Dick Donnie has just crushed it. With shows. Well done. Looking forward to Chris Catan coming, Steve Hofstetter, Tommy Davidson, Bill Bellamy, Paul Rodriguez, uh, three nights of shows, Michael Winslow, Shane Smith, Rob Little, ah, Eddie Griffin is coming back. Tonight, Mick Foley is at the Pyramid Scheme. Was not able to secure an interview because I think it's sold out. So they said, fuck you, we're not, we're not going on the show. All right. Fullhousecomedy.com. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. If you are in West Michigan, please get your car fixed there. Great group of people that are doing an uh, amazing work. Trusted source to get any... Uh, Asian, European, excuse me, or domestic model car repair. About the only thing they won't work on is a Volkswagen. E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. Check out their Google reviews. If you need anything at all taken care of mechanically, uh, uh, get it fixed at Irvine's or maybe just scheduled maintenance. 616-532-6600. Asshole of the day. Where's my sign? Throw in your nominations now. Excuse me. Gosh, I'm struggling. I guess something had been going on on the live stream. Been somebody's picking fights. My advice for you is this. To anyone else who doesn't like anybody picking fights on the live stream, Sorry, O'Neal, because I really can't be bothered with that because I'm trying to do a show. If anybody tries to troll any of you, don't respond. If you respond, they're going to continue to talk to you and hurt your feelings or whatever. Just ignore it. That's what we're doing with incognito. Would you please do the same thing? You would alleviate your own problems. The power... You have the control. Just because some somebody comes on here and starts talking shit, it doesn't mean that you have to sit there and go, ah, 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 I'm mad. Someone said something. So quit being a pussy and let it go. 
All right. I'm writing out your asshole of the day. Right now. Many letters. Many letters. You know I have final say here. Britney Spears supporters are the assholes of the day. Congratulations. You've just won an award. It's been a good couple of days for you. America's most diligent, thoughtful father is now no longer allowed to take care of his daughter. And all of you scumbags have just won an award. Screw you. Congratulations. You're helping to kill a young lady. Well, middle-aged lady. Who's really not that talented. All right, there you go. That is the Eric St. Show podcast. You have a great day. I'll talk to you on the Patreon bonus podcast. Till next time, folks. See you around. Bye-bye. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.